episode eight of Unleashed, Unchained and Unapologetic. As always, we are humble driven allies and leadership advocates who are obsessed with supporting leaders to stand up and step up so that the workplaces of today and tomorrow truly work for all. Everything we do is to support you to lead and shift the status quo forever by taking one human step in a smarter direction. And it always starts and ends with you. Welcome, Karen, to episode eight. It's, this is a really exciting one. I'm really quite excited about today's um, today's <laughs> podcast. Every chance to lead equals a chance to partner. Now, tell me what tell me all about that. What does that mean? So we talked last time a little bit about what it's like to step up on your own behalf and start to trust yourself and take small actions to carve out a bit of space for yourself. What we wanted to talk about today was what I firmly believe leadership is all about, which is every single relationship you have at work or in life actually is an opportunity to build an equal partnership and at the very core of that is our ability to see each other as people love it sounds really simple but it ain't the truth so, is yeah I mean the main the main reason for bringing this up is that when we do see each other as people um this is how we create organizations at workplaces that work for everybody because if every relationship we have is an equal partnership, then we're bound to move forwards better. And what's the end result of that? Because, you know, I'm sat here, I'm listening to this podcast, I might own a business and say, yeah, well, that's all real good. We can't all be friends all the time. And and actually, well, well how is that going to benefit us all in the long run, just, just being buddies? I mean, you know, who, the cynical oh. people out there, tell me, how, oh. how does that what so you, so you, I, I love that what you've just said because you made a massive assumption there which is that people actually have to like each other or get along right exactly the truth is this is not about making friends this is about effective relationships they're not necessarily the same thing um I think a lot of people forget that businesses only survive and grow because of the people in them you know if there were no people in the business there would be no business so that's the first thing I think a lot of business leaders or that's a big generalization I think in business, we tend to focus on really inhuman things like return on investment, value creation, impact, deadlines, um, how people see us, whether we look good, you know, what we deliver, blah, blah, blah. Lots of net jargon. Revenue, net revenue. Yeah, yeah, business jargon. And all of that jargon is very useful at measuring stuff and, and yes. seeing what progress looks like. But it really isn't very human. It dehumanizes the workplace if that's all we talk about. So the first thing to think about, I think, is... Again, per the last episode, it starts and ends with you. So before you can start going around building equal partnerships, you've got to know where you stand when you're in balance. So you need to know what your values are. You need to know where your boundaries are. I need to know what you stand for, what matters to you. So you, there's a little bit of internal alignment that needs to happen before you can go around building what I consider to be gold standard relationships. Once you've got yourself sorted and you can look in the mirror and say, yeah, I know who I am and where I stand, then it's time to look at the other people and ask yourself the obvious question, where do they stand? What's going on with them? Most people don't do that second bit. They are very focused on where they stand and what matters to them. They kind of forget that we get to do things with other people by permission, right? So this brings me to my next point. If you're trying to form a relationship with another person in any situation, you do not have to agree on everything. And if you don't agree, it doesn't mean the relationship is a failure or it's all over. It means that you've got different opinions, which are perfectly valid. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions. 
And in order to move things forwards, you need to find a way to work together. And the phrase I love using the most about this is the notion of standing shoulder to shoulder with another person facing in the same direction, looking ahead. If you visualize each relationship you have as that mm. shoulder to shoulder thing looking ahead, then you can place any problem in front of the two of you and both see it and chat about how to address it or how to move forwards. Sure. So you're okay. aligned, aligned in the sense that you're moving forwards, but you don't necessarily have the same perspective because you're not standing in the same place. Okay, so so playing devil's advocate, if I was listening to this now and I would say, I hear you, I really, really like that. I'm working with somebody at the moment that, um, you know, I've tried to be shoulder to shoulder with, but I can't be, or it's not going both ways, which happens quite frequently. What would you, what advice would you give to them about that? How, how what kind of tools can you, you leverage in order to move that forward? Well, because the first question you know, people have to be playing it, right? Yeah. Well, yes and no. I mean, I, I have this, I have this belief you can actually infect other people with your approach if you're good at it. So, you know, um, what stops people working together really well? So the question you have to ask about the other person, let's assume your intentions are pure, you know where you stand, you know what the goal that you want to get to is, and you just can't get the other person to see it your way. Well, first of all, right at step one, you've, you, you're failing. I hate to use the word failing, but you are, because trying to get other people to see things your way is a waste of time. If you're both looking at an elephant from two different sides, you're going to see different parts of the elephant. You're not going to have the same perspective. So the first thing you need to register is that everybody is uncomfortable with being vulnerable. And for decades, we've talked about soft skills like empathy and so on being soft skills. And there's been this air of kind of they're a bit weak. Well, even calling them soft skills. Yeah. Do we really need them? So we've repurposed the words and we now call it emotional intelligence and various other things. And I reckon this kind of really started to kick in when the academics well, when Dan Goldman read the book, Emotional Intelligence, we, people started to go, oh, well, it's got some credibility from somebody that knows what they're talking about in behavioral science. How do we apply that to business? Fantastic stuff. And we kind of crossed that threshold of soft skills. And I remember when I was, you know, young consultant in the city, female, one of very few women, um, you know, quite empathetic. And that's not a gender based thing, but, you know, I was quite empathetic. Um, being told not to worry so much about people. And I was like, well, I hear you, but I'm not really a bit difficult that one. I'm not really sure I know how to be on the client side and listen to the client without taking the client into account. So the first thing is to notice that the other person, if they're not meeting you, if, if, if they are not meeting you where you want to meet them, they may be scared of looking vulnerable. They may be hanging on to their position of power quite desperately. They may actually be stuck in this notion of I have to be hierarchical or I have to be powerful. I've got to live up to my title or, you know, I'm in charge here. I I'm responsible, whatever it is. And when we play along with that frame, we're playing along with a load of invisible rules that aren't really there unless we play along with them. So the minute you look at your boss and think, well, very senior, very seasoned, very important, can't possibly form a shoulder to shoulder relationship with him or her. You've failed at failed at step one yeah. because you are bringing that reality of I can't form a shoulder to shoulder relationship. There's a hierarchy here. You're making it real by thinking it's there. Well, where so, does that come from? Uh, school, parents, you know, when we grow up as kids, we, you know, 
we realise at about the age of seven that it's not all about us and actually there's a rule system that we have to subscribe to, otherwise we don't get what we want or need. So mm. it's kind of ingrained into us and it's, you know, there's some survival benefits to it and all that stuff. But when we take that model, um, that child-parent model, adult-child model into the workplace and then behave that way, I mean, I, I have to say we're all adults in the workplace We've got rid of the poor houses and the workhouses where you've got kids running under the looms. So we don't do that anymore. Um, so we're all adults. So mm -hmm. why is one adult, you know, why does one adult deserve more respect than any other adult in the system? Absolutely. I just, Absolutely. I just, it's about self-respect and then it's about respecting the other person. Do you know the one thing I can't stand at work? And my, my teams will laugh about this if, if they hear this, some of my past teams, but when someone says, oh, this is my boss, like, don't ever call me a boss. I'm, oh, I'm not your boss. I'm your wingman. Yes. I've got, I've, I've got this wing top, team, top 10 rules of um, engagement I always use with the team. And it's all about never leave your wingman. You, you, we yeah. all you know, like a bit of Top Gun. I'm there with you. Yeah, absolutely. There. Never Stay leave there. your wingman. Yeah. Um, and that's just shoulder to shoulder, right? You know, you've got your two players, okay. Top Guns, sort of barreling on together, wing to wing. That's the wing. thing. Love yeah. it. But then some people don't like that approach. Or, or, or some people like to feel the hierarchy, right? Iceman, right? <laughs> yeah, Iceman. That's right, Iceman. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, that's the point. You do have these, you do have that. But I always believe that those people who want to maintain the hierarchy are usually feeling that they need it there to feel safe for some reason. Yeah. And I kind of can recognize that there's a vulnerability in that. So, you know, we end up with these situations where we can't go shoulder to shoulder because we make assumptions about how the other person's thinking and feeling. We behave as if there's a hierarchy um, and we forget that it's another human being. You know, the truth is that under stress, we all have the same biological reactions. Mm -hmm. I work with enough senior people to know that hierarchy doesn't work for the people at the top anymore than it works for the people elsewhere because they could be quite lonely at the top. Very lonely place. I had a yeah. client earlier today who was saying to me, you know, um, one of my team members hasn't delivered and and I've I've had feedback actually that I shouldn't be leaning into the team members because they're spending all their time preparing for meetings with me because they're so scared. She said, wow. scary at all. And I thought, well, but that's the hierarchy. That's the culture playing into a norm of anybody that's junior needs to, to, to have their ducks in a row before they talk to anybody senior. Really? Very disempowering for everybody. Um, it can also be really scary lower down. And that's what that that that's what that example also shows. Not only is it lonely at the top, but it's scary lower down because you're scared of the people at the top. So hierarchy doesn't help you. Um, and what also doesn't help is when you pretend it's OK. I love this one. People are like, you know, everything. The, clearly, the relationship's not working and everybody's just pretending that everything's OK when it's not. And you can see the stress levels just increasing. And then that's when toxic behavior can sometimes occur within the business because everybody starts talking. Well, people start acting out, exactly. Acting out, absolutely. So again, you and know. infecting. Yeah, yes, thank you. Good old stress infection, we love that. So what do you do? I mean, the bottom line is, what can you do about this? These, these, I, I love this. When people do this set of actions, it completely transforms their relationship with work. And the first one is, figure out where your stressful relationships are. Like name and name them in your mind. Who are the people I this get is, stressed out with? This is a really, really, I highly recommend anybody that's listening. You would never think to do this. You know them, but you'd never think to actually think about it and write it down. And, and I Making think this is really crucial. 
Right. And then the next thing you do is you get very clear on what you think is going on. Yeah. Right. What do you think is going on there? Why is it not working? That's where the assumptions become clear. You know, that person doesn't think I'm very good. This person made a throwaway comment and it means this. Lots of assumptions. Then it's really important to, to meet that person where they are and ask questions, find out where they stand. Lots of questions and listen to what they've got to say. And somewhere in the undergrowth, remember, this is someone you don't get along with very well. You don't really see eye to eye with. Somewhere you're clashing, you're just grating, clashing. Yeah. Somewhere in something they say, you will see something. And this is what you want to look for. Something you can agree with. Something you're like, yeah, I, I like that. Or it feels good. And what you then say is, I love what you said there. And, and. I build on it. So it's, yes, I get you. I hear you. And they feel seen and heard. You get to stand next to them, right? You get to share your opinion. And suddenly you're in a virtuous circle or spiral of building on each other. Now, does it work the first time? Maybe not. Does it work the second time? Maybe not. If you repeatedly keep giving people space to stand into in a relationship, and it's like in a tug of war, you just let go of the rope. The other person's going to fall over eventually, right? Because they're standing with a bit of rope in their hands trying to pull against nothing. So what you're doing is taking the energy out of the situation and replacing that energy with good questions. And, and support. It takes the stress level down. Um, so it, it's kind of like, you know, I, I like to think of relationships as kind of a Goldilocks thing. You know, in any relationship where there's stress, one of two things is happening. You're either leaning too far in yeah. and, you know, sharing your opinions and not giving anybody any space to think. So that's disempowering other people. So it's not equal. Or you lean too far out and create distance to try and give them space. And they fill that space with assumptions about what you've lent out for. Like, do they not think I'm any good? So again, it's a break. These are odd behaviors, leaning in, leaning out. You need to be very conscious about when you're doing it. It can be very useful, but most people just do it as a reaction. But when it's just right, a la Goldilocks, it's when you're standing shoulder to shoulder and you can feel yeah, you can. you've got something to contribute. They've got something to co contribute. And there's some, a gap in the middle, which is the energy between you. It's what I call one plus one equals three. Because it's momentum. You, it's them, and there's some energy. And that's what moves relationships forwards. So any relationship you've got that isn't working, when you take the moment to see the other person, to find out where they stand, to be clear about where you stand and to take an action towards them and put the problem on the table in front of you so you can both look at it and solve it together. That's how you break these things down. And, you know, as I say, I think any relationship yields to this parent, child, intimate relationships, partnerships, work relationships, you know, boss to janitor, it does not matter. We're all human mm. and we need to see each other that way. So that'd be my kind of, take on shoulder to shoulder and it's it like I say it's the thing that I've seen make the biggest difference in the workplace so I think I, I love this subject because I think it's a game changer it's an absolute game changer if I look back into my career at the um, roles and the performance that was extremely high um the the one that where we had extremely high performance was when I worked with a managing director. Um, it was in the travel industry. I'll give him a shout out, actually, Steve Barath. And he used to say to myself, I was head of marketing, there was a head of commercial, Rachel Pettit, who was fantastic as well. He used to say to us, we used to have a leadership meeting, and he always used to say to us, we run this business. 
I don't know all the answers. You know your areas really well. Together, we will be aligned and make the decisions. And there was no hierarchy. Even though he was MD, he treated us with absolute respect. And that infected down into the rest of the teams. And we were renowned within the um, or the group as being the ones who had the most fun, the ones that everybody wanted to be part of. And guess what? The net profit went through the roof in a relatively short time because everyone pulled together. Well, I think and this is the great thing, learning. and it's the best tip I can give to senior mm -hmm. leaders because when you're in the notional position of power at the top and you make a choice to flatten your structure and invite mm -hmm. the rest of the C-suite, the rest of the team in on an equal footing, when you choose to do that with people in your teams, you invite them to become the best versions of themselves and contribute everything they have to contribute. And that is what moves the dial. Now, what it means is that the leader has to have just enough ego to hold the ship steady, but yeah. not so much that it squashes everybody else. And we, in the next few sessions, we'll talk a little bit about ego and how that really plays out because healthy ego is, is fine. Knowing where you stand and what you stand for is healthy. But if you use it to squash other people, it can be pretty, pretty detrimental. But like I say, any leader out there who's got a team, who's who feels lonely at the top, any of that stuff, this is a fantastic opportunity for you to proactively step forwards and invite other people in. And similarly, if you're just struggling with a peer or you're struggling with a team member, it's always an opportunity to sit down with that person and re-baseline that relationship. Take the stress out, get shoulder to shoulder and actually make some different, you know, make some different decisions yeah. about how you're going to work together. I'm a massive fan of one-to-one um, -one with team members every week, just checking in, taking yeah. some time out, going for a coffee, how are you feeling, what's going on in your life, being aware of what's going soft on. Soft skills, using those soft skills again. Yeah, using them, them soft skills, those, yeah, yeah those weak skills. Um, and I think it, it creates such a feeling of unity and trust and uh care. yeah and, yeah. And, and and you know that's great human behavior and and it's something that I find I hold very dear to my heart and something I'm very passionate about actually so I love this subject and I think it's going to be really really useful um I'm sure it, a lot of people have resonated with this today so yeah. what would you say as what is the one piece of action that people can take away from this podcast and actually apply as a result of this well, step one's always find out where these stressful relationships are. Yeah, um, yeah straight away. Where, where is the stress coming from? Who are these? Who are these people that you're not gelling with? And the next question is to get really curious about them. What's going on with them? You know, quite often we make assumptions and we have no idea what's going on in the other person's life. Mm. You know, I've I've had clients who've you know had a, a rip snorting go at their boss only to discover their boss is in the middle of a horrible divorce or you know god forbid a child's had an accident or they've been diagnosed with something and that stress comes to work with them and the the other person's assuming that the stress is about them yeah. it's like nothing to do with them exactly. so particularly if you're in a notional hierarchy looking upwards and you've got a boss who is difficult for you who's stressful for you i would strongly um suggest that you ask yourself the question what is going on with them and get curious about it how many you know what are they juggling that you can't see that isn't about you? Um, I think relationships usually break down or get challenged when one party in the relationship makes it all about them. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And so 
if you can stop doing that and actually start to see the person, that's my second tip. See the person, find out where they stand and build on what they've got to say. And Brilliant. really not complicated. And again, we're not taught this stuff at school or no. in life. It's it's stuff you either figure out or you don't figure out. And most of us don't figure it out, to be fair. Yeah. And, and, and it is a game changer. It's such a game changer. Karen, thank you so much. Great advice as always. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. Please share with your friends. Any questions, please feel free to, to comment and um, reach out. And we'd be more than happy to get back to you. Um, thank you for listening, Karen. Thanks That's as always. Great yeah, also just to add something, if anybody out there has got a really difficult, stressful relationship and they're just banging their heads against brick wall and don't know where to start, put it in the comments. Yeah, no, just give us a couple of a couple of bullet points and a bit of context happy to have a have a crack at it give you maybe a bit of an opening and if people don't feel comfortable obviously putting it in the comments because it's public get in touch with us get in touch what so what can they do karen well there's a couple of ways of doing it they can direct messages through linkedin easy to do you, you know where we are you know where we live um we've got a page on linkedin if you want to put in the comments if you want to say we'd love to discuss then we can reach back to you you know just end up standing shoulder to shoulder through LinkedIn, probably. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, that's it for today. Uh, thank you for listening. We really appreciate your support and keep on moving. It starts and ends with you.